we're welcoming home Vinny Chase. I mean, people want to come. I thought we agreed to keep it small, a family affair. I never signed anything. Hey, if you want to do it at the hotel, yeah. No, 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 brothers, you're welcome home party. We can't do it at a hotel. Now that I have a beautiful home, I'd be honored to welcome you and your party. Just need to know how many people. Would this podcast be considered a bash or a large get-together? Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from my studio in San Francisco. Hope most of you have a nice, long three-day weekend ahead of you. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Hope the long weekend is treating you right. Maybe you watched the McGregor fight Saturday night. I was a good Warriors fan and was at Warriors Magic. Caught the fight. I don't know what to say. I'm a C-Mac fan. The guy is just, the sport is better when he's there. He would have made for a great entourage cameo if the show was still happening. Couple housekeeping things. Got a new microphone set up here in SF. So the noise levels on this week's episode aren't exactly uh, ironed out yet. So you might hear a little bit of shifting, shuffling in the background. I will iron that out ASAP. Don't you worry. Welcome to all the new listeners who are jumping on board the wagon in season four here. We're halfway through the run of the show. Tons of great episodes to go. This is an iconic season. Got some very fun and funny guests lined up to break down each episode every Monday morning. This week, I have comedian Wensler Powers, stand-up comedian from Chicago, Illinois, a very funny writer, a hilarious Twitter follow. One of his tweets went like nuclear viral, and I'm not talking like your standard pedestrian viral. I'm talking like supernova nuclear viral. It's a very funny tweet. Check it out at his profile at Wensler Powers. It's about Harry Potter and the Chicago Bulls. I'll leave it at that. Great discussion this week about episode two of season four. The first cut is the deepest. This episode is chock full of people. We got Billy Walsh. We got Billy Walsh's girlfriend. We got Marvin. We got. Andrew Preston. We've got Anthony Michael Hall. It's an iconic episode. Tons happened in this episode, which I really liked. Wensler and I had a great time breaking it down. If you aren't, make sure you're following the social media accounts at Oh yeah Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you like the music that we talked about in each episode, follow that Spotify account. It is in the show notes for today's episode in your podcasting app. So let's dive into this very fun conversation with my very funny guest. Have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next Monday. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back. My guest this week is a comedian and writer from Chicago whose work has appeared on The Onion, McSweeney's, Split Cider, and College Humor, the now defunct College Humor, RIP. He performs stand-up all over the Chicagoland area and is a hilarious follow on Twitter. Wensler Powers, welcome to the Entourage Podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I lo- thanks for that intro, too. Appreciate it. <laughs> all the comedians love that it- my intros I did because I-, I like to gas them up and, you know... Listing their credits is important, I feel like. Oh, totally. But also, like, comedians are, like, so hard up for praise that when you give it to them at all, it's just like, it's like water in the desert, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done some comedy myself. I know what it's like. We're all sensitive types, you know? It's uh, it's important out in these internet streets to get as much credit as possible and as much money. The credit comes before the money, though. Oh, definitely. We're all Billy Walshes, you know? We're all just <laughs> really desperate for that love and attention. <laughs> that, that, I'm, it's a great reference because this is a Billy Walsh heavy episode. This is a Billy Walsh heavy season of the show. Before uh, before we get to it, though, I love to ask my guests, especially the first time guests, Wensler, what was your relationship with Entourage like? When did you first start watching it? Did you watch it all the way through? You know, did you see the movie? Yeah, so I I haven't seen the movie that, and that's on me. But uh, my first uh, interaction was my older brother uh he stayed in town for college he had got a house with a bunch of his friends so when i would go over there and visit him on the weekends entourage was like their sunday morning hangover show oh that's awesome so like i would just go over there and like i would always watch episodes just completely out of context and so later on when i ended up going to college uh i went away for college so i didn't really know anybody in the new town so i was just like well what do people in college do they watch Entourage, so like I bought, <laughs> right. I bought the DVDs and I just uh, made my way through. I finished the, I finished the whole series, but then I kind of dropped out before the the movie and everything started. But now that I'm doing this, I gotta gotta hop back on it. 
That's right. And you told me off air that you like watched this episode and then what you barrel through the rest of season four. So I started on the last episode, like the apocalypse now, like office, like documentary episode. (laughs) And then just like to kind of get me back into it before I watched this one. And then afterwards, I was like, I forgot how much fun this show was. So I just kind of like made my way. I almost finished season four. I'm, I'm pretty deep into it right now. But uh yeah, some uh, it brought back some some good memories for sure. I I hooked the vein or what? I hooked the needle right back into the vein. Yeah, I, and I you're I, just addicted all over again. Completely had a relapse, an entourage relapse. <laughs> That's great, man. I mean, the show is a lot of fun. It's a social show. It's like the shared communal experience, and that's why we have the podcast. And I'm happy to have you on. Uh, for this episode, I'm, I'm a big fan of your work on on, on the Twitter, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing some of your some of your takes. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me. Of course, you want to dive in? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay, cool. Episode two of season four, the first cut is the deepest. It aired on Sunday, June twenty fourth, two thousand and seven. Just a few days later, the two thousand and seven NBA draft took place in Madison Square Garden in New York City, New York. Wensler, do you remember who was drafted first and second overall in the 2007 NBA draft? Oh, man, 2007. Was that, was that Derrick Rose's year? Sadly, no. You're close, though. Ah, no. Ah, you, you, gotta, you gotta hit me with it. Freshman Greg Oden from Ohio State University was drafted first overall by the Portland Trailblazers. However, he missed the entire season due to microfracture surgery on his right knee. And another freshman, Kevin Durant, was drafted Ooh. second overall by the Seattle Supersonics. Wow. Kevin Durant became lead MVP, finals MVP, and a perennial all-star. Odin was beset by numerous microfracture surgeries on both knees that limited him to only a few games over the first few seasons of his career. Notably, he flamed out. Notably, Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players of all time. Oh. Despite what you might think about him as a person, as a basketball player, he's just one of the yep. greatest. I happen to live in the Bay Area. I happen to be a Warriors season ticket holder. So I'm a Kevin Durant fan, but I understand why people think what they think about him. It makes sense. Oh, it makes complete sense. But if, if you're actually in the Bay Area, you got to love him, right? I mean, he just came in yeah. there and com- like took that team. Even though it was a championship winning team, they t- he took them to the next level. You can't deny it. It was cool. I remember specifically, I mean, we're talking about something completely different. I remember it because he uh, announced it on the 4th of July that he was coming to the Warriors. So I was home in Chicago. I was like doing like a family barbecue and me and my brothers were just going crazy. And I was just like, oh my God, what are the next three years going to bring me? And they brought me two championships, which I'm very (laughs) happy about. (laughs) I remember that announcement happened and I literally just, I was with a bunch of friends like partying at the time. And like I woke up the next morning and I woke up everyone by just yelling the Kevin Durant, <laughs> which no one believed me at first. Everyone had to go to their phones and verify yep. because it was just yep. the most over-the-top signing that I that I could imagine. I'm sure there was a lot more anger in that house than there was in my house. <laughs> oh, well, we're, we were all just basketball. We knew he wasn't going to the Memphis Grizzlies, so uh, <laughs> there was never really a, we missed that guy kind of kind of feeling too. Yeah, yeah. Let's a uh, quick recap of this week's episode before we dive into the categories. These are getting like, and this, by the way, this was a dense episode. Let's just oh, be right honest. Sure. There was a lot of plot. So let me try to dip through this as quickly as possible. So Vince and company returned to LA after an Italian vacation that wiped out the rest of their funds. Drama volunteers his new condo for his baby bro's welcome home party, which Turtle slowly escalates from an intimate gathering to an all-out rager. And while Drama scrambles to party-proof his pad, Vince and E meet with Ari to decide which job to take next. Ari delivers the bad news that no one will sign him before seeing Medellin in case the film bombs. Ari's problems extend beyond business. There's some sort of hitch that has threatened his son's admission into the Briar Country Day School. After charming, threatening, and bribing his way to an answer from the headmaster, Ari finds out his antics have driven the school over the edge and blackballed his son. Vince and E visit Walsh, who is wearing the only cut of the film around his neck, but the director tears off on a motorcycle to avoid showing them the film. After a day spent hunting for him, E calls from Vince's party and shames Walsh into screening the movie. After the viewing, Vince and E congratulate him on a job well done. On the way home, E asks Vince, You didn't really like it, did you? And Vince says he thought it was great. But E tells him, I thought it sucked. Wensler, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Ah, uh, man, my favorite moment. Uh, for one, this is just such a good drama episode. Like, Oh, yeah. Just... 
just like hit after hit. My favorite thing was probably right when you get to the party, it, like from the dog coming out and like you just realizing that there's a porta potty in the hallway to the pack <laughs> of shoes to like realizing that somebody has broken into the bathroom. Like all of those things just like paying off the setup from earlier. It, it, my biggest laugh of the, of the episode for sure. He's like, feel free to use a coaster, pal. He's like, yell at people. <laughs> There's nothing in the sub zero, asshole. And I ain't never listen, it's too bad. They know me got the choice. And I'm just no cold, but flow like no one. And I don't give a fuck. Don't be afraid to use a coaster, pal. Hey, asshole. There's nothing in the sub zero. There's no need to even open it. Fucking animals. I, I used to be the guy that hosted parties in like high school and college. So, like, I felt drama in this episode like in my soul like just that walking around just not having a good time throwing a party that's funny i liked to host parties too when i was in college and yeah there's a certain amount of control you want to have over your party but at a certain age parties can go like off the rails and i mean if you're a movie star yeah who I, knows what's gonna happen i think those movie star <laughs> parties like i think that's why college like college guys love the show so much because those yep. are the only like reference for parties like that is the closest to a college party you're going to get is one of those la throwdowns that's true they're all they all got like the red solo cups and yeah it's i got another theory or a question about the parties i want to save it though um my favorite moment we used to have a marvin award for like underappreciated character and marvin just coming back onto the scene for like a hot minute to just berate e and vince i love it i laughed out loud deep breath Hello. It's your uh, underappreciated money manager, Eric. Ah, we appreciate you, Marvin. Then how come you don't listen to a fucking word I say? Will you stop yelling at me, Marvin? 1200 a night on a hotel suite. Are you out of your fucking mind? Ah, uh, relax, Marvin. It's only temporary. Temporary? Yeah, I'll say it's temporary. Till they throw you out on your ass. You guys have no money. Why do you think I told you to get back from Italy? I know. Hey, listen. This is not conservative Marvin talking. This is, you are really and truly broke, Marvin, talking. Living on Vince's black card is insane. I know. So does Harry have a job? Oh, we got to wait till we see the movie. Did you see it? We're seeing it today. There he is. Where? Right now. Well, call me when it's over. Hello? Marvin pops up a few times this season, I think. This season, yeah, but the, for the last season and a half or so, he's been kind of MIA. I don't know if it's because Paul Herman who's played all sorts of roles in Scorsese movies and The Sopranos. Maybe he was just, like, booked or something like that, but he's an incredible actor. He just was in The Irishman. Um, God, what a good movie. Uh, on Netflix, he played a character called Whispers. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are out on your ass. You are really and truly broke. This is not fucking around Marvin talking to you. Like, these guys don't give a fuck. Why would they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, when they're talking about the hotel, and he's just like, they're going to throw you out. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, uh, Wensler, every week we do a favorite bros being bros moment. So, I don't know if you're familiar. So, this is more just, like, moments of male friendship. Maybe not moments of, like, being bros or broing out. W what, what do you got for bros being bros this week? Yeah, for me, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be the end of the episode when they're riding in the car. So, we're on the same page, right? You just being nice to Billy. What do you mean? I mean, you didn't really like the movie, did you? thought it was amazing. You didn't? I thought it sucked. Really? Really. Hey, what's up, turtle? Great. No, that's fucking awesome. What happened? They had an after party at the hotel. Anthony Michael Hall pissed off the balcony and we got thrown out. Nice. So what do you want to do? I will crash at Johnny's tonight. So you really didn't like it? I really didn't. The fact that they weren't angry about it, the fact that it was just like they took each other's opinion and just respected it and just kind of like I know it plays out later in the season that it becomes a little bit more dramatic. But that that moment where it's just like they disagree and it's something they're both passionate about, but they're on opposites of the spectrum, but they respect it. I don't know. I, I think I thought that was I thought that was you know probably like a, a I know usually it's like them busting their balls, but I thought that was a good representation of that friendship. Well, because E and Vince, even when they disagree, it never comes to like a head. It, it comes to a head like two or three times over the course of the entire series. But like you're right, they're pretty level-headed with each other. They just kind of 
size each other up, state their opinion, and then just like E probably tries to figure out how to solve it. Vince doesn't solve anything. Oh, of course not. That, that's what he's there for. But that's a good point. It, it does kind of show the like rot solidness of that friendship because I have plenty of disagreements with my male friends and they never get emotional or heated or even like violent. They just are disagreements. That's it. Okay, so my favorite bros being bros moment for this week was a uh, drama and turtle at Costco. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I just like seeing the guys doing really normal ass things. The show is all about, you know, like them getting sports cars and them being at these exclusive nightclubs and restaurants and, you know, celebrity cameras. When you just see them doing things that like guys do, I mean, I've been in that situation. Me and a buddy like shopping for a party and like arguing about like quantities and always overbuying. Like that's a, such a staple of a male friendship in my mind. Not only that, but the, the, Drama not wanting to buy any food for anyone other than Vince. Like, I'm not sure if you've ever had one of those parties where it's just like, you just get a bag of chips for everyone. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd be that guy in college. I'd be like, I, I get two bags of chips. And I'd be like, that's fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. 12 barbecue wins for Vince. Baby bro likes him from Costco. <laughs> Carrots and celery Carrots and for celery. everyone else. Like, there are plenty of things you can serve that aren't messy. Like, drama's just, like, so unimaginative in that. Just tell me there's not going to be more than 75 people. There's not going to be more than 75 people. Really? No, not really, but that's what you told me to tell you. Dick. Why do you need baby wipes? Just get what's on the list. 50 cartons? Please, don't question me, all right? All right, fine, fine. It says 12 barbecue chicken wings. I mean, you mean 1,200? No, I meant when I wrote 12. They're for Vince. He loves the wings at Costco, but I'm not letting everyone else go wild in with barbecue chicken wings. So what's everyone else going to eat, then? Celery. Read the list. Celery? Yeah, and carrots. Look, the party's called for 9 p.m. That's not a dinner party, so only Vince is going to eat real food. Everyone else is going to have nice, clean, stain-free celery and carrots. Great. Think you guys have enough baby wipes? Oh, no, no, no. It's not what it looks like. They're for a party. You want to come? It kind of blew my mind to see Costco. I don't know. How long has Costco been around? You know, I, I feel like I went to Costco a lot when I was a kid, so it's got to be have been around for a while. But yeah, no, okay. it was one of those. Th there are a few moments in this episode where I was like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. We were a Sam's Club family, and I know Sam's Club's been around for a while, so... Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just because I now live on the West Coast. And I'm like, oh, that's Costco. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so what was your least favorite moment from this week's episode, Wensler? Uh, my least favorite moment? Well, I think uh, I think for me, I, I didn't love the Ari plot in this one. Uh, yeah. It just, it it felt just kind of there. Like, the you know, mm -hmm. just kind of buff, you know, a buffer to kind of fill out the time of the episode. I felt like, you know, you kind of missed out on a lot of good Ari stuff because I like him interacting with the guys more than when he's kind of on his own misadventure. So I, I'm, uh, I'm just going to have to go with that one for me. The beginning of it especially, and here's why. So that was part of my least favorite moment as well. He like pits up the phone and he's like, baby, what's wrong? And his wife is just screaming at him. Calm down, baby. Do not tell me to calm down, Ari. They're giving my son a hard time. My baby boy. She's hysterical as she's in the like Prada store shopping for <laughs> handbags. And she's like, don't tell me to calm down, Ari. It's just like, Jesus. And, and I, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit. I know that, like, you know, female characters are, you know, underwritten on the show, for lack of a better word. But uh, Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> but it just, you know, immediately making her, like, sh hysterical and Ari having to go do, like, the man's job, as he describes it, to, like, this is man's work. Man's work? I'm going to have to apply a little bit of pressure. Trust me, you do not want to see this, all right? Don't worry. I'm going to handle it. Trust me. Right here, where we at? Right there. I'm like, ah, you know, I would have kind of liked to see them like tad team that shit. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think those are like kind of like the the mo like the best moments with Ari and his wife are like when they kind of get on the same page. She's kind of like shoved to the sidelines, and and I don't know. I just don't think that. I think that whole plot is a little clumsy, and it extends through next episode too. Right, which is interesting. They're trying to make. Ari have a you know a an emotional side. They're trying to show his life at home more often because you can't always have him with Vince and the guys. And uh, for some reason, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, I think I think they they've done it better. This just isn't their best. Yeah. In, their, this isn't their best use of Ari for sure, and definitely not the best use of his wife throughout that. Definitely throughout the, the series. <laughs> his wife is utilized 
His wife's always utilized in interesting ways. Oh, for sure. And sometimes, like, she has, like, probably my favorite burn when he's just saying, when uh, she hits him with the begging won't be enough. Legacies are as sure a thing as me having to beg for blowjobs. Little Jonah will be a proud member of the Briar Country Day School, just like his sister. Fear not. Begging won't be enough if he isn't, Ari. I gotta go, baby. I'll see you at the school. Yeah. I, that was my favorite burn of the week. I know I'm jumping ahead right now, but I thought that, like, that got a good laugh from me, and I wish... For, I wanted more of that from this plot, for sure. Yeah. 100% completely agree. And then, I mean, I have to say it, we don't really talk about what hasn't aged very well anymore, but, like, like drama and Turtle being uncomfortable with Lloyd burning his gay friends, it's like, come on. like, oh, What up, Lloyd? Nothing, not much. Um, so I spent all evening preparing a little something for the big bash. Creme brulee. It's not a bash, Lloyd. It's a large get-together. Whatever it is, drama. Is it okay if I bring four friends? What sort of friends? It's fine, Lloyd. Just no public displays of affection, all right? Is that well, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be honest, if I was throwing a party and there was like a hundred girls coming, a couple day dies in the midst wouldn't hurt anybody, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. If this episode were to... T- especially those L.A., you know... Yeah. Those L.A. Hollywood guys would have no issue at all. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, come on. We're having a party. Like, they wouldn't... Yeah. But, you know, that's that's something that doesn't age well. But, you know, what, what can you do? The show came out, you know... You know, mid two thousands, so two thousand seven, yeah, man, exactly. thirteen years ago. <laughs> Jesus, that is. Uh, yeah, if it happened today, it'd be like, well, how many Instagram followers do they have? <laughs> Something like that, like more of a status. Thing. Yeah, exactly. When? What was your favorite line or quote from this week's episode? A lot of good ones. So mine is a really small moment. It's when uh, Ari and Vince go into the other room, and the first, oh, yeah. he immediately just goes. Uh, you know, first things first, do I look puffy? <laughs> just like, just E just completely pierced through him in that moment. He tried to play it off like, oh, if you have 6% of body fat when you're yeah. 40 years old, I'll pay you 100 grand. And then immediately, like, it slips. And he's like, do I, do I look pu-? Like, I love those Ari moments the most. Oh, dude, he's, it's perfect. He's so insecure. He's got such an alpha streak to him. But, like, at the end of the day, man, like, we all want to look good and feel good. So, someone calls you fat. Like, ooh, that's tough. That is the hard, like, yeah, that's the hardest thing to hear. And nobody would take it well. So, I'm glad that, like, they had that mass slip. Ari just immediately goes to that insecure place. It's just such a, it's such a great thing. It's a real thing. But also for Ari, it just, it makes you like the character that much more when he's not on top the entire time and it's so subtle the like audio barely picks it up but it's it's perfect uh, i wonder if piven improv that that feels like something he would have improv to be honest with you oh definitely Stephanie chase hey! oh my god <laughs> look at that i don't believe usually i have to get us weekly to get a look at those pretty eyes <laughs> and then i have to look at the wee bottom lower corner of the frame to see the top of this little man's head a little pudgy are you, you put on a little weight oh, oh you wish six percent body fat achieve that when you're 40 and i'll give you 100 grand when'd you get in late last night you coming to the welcome home party we understand if you can't make it i will be there first things first i look happy oh you look good yeah baby what oh this brother i made on myspace she's coming with us already um i got two billy walsh ones billy walsh's hot street is about to come to an end in my opinion I really enjoyed last week him melting down while they're in Columbia. I liked seeing him struggling in this week's episode, but now when he becomes like a problem over the next, you know, whatever it is, 10 episodes, that's when he starts to wear on me. So this is probably the last I'm loving of Billy, but when he's stalling, when the boys are like uh, asking to see the cut. So can we get this thing going or what? You want to eat first? You want something? I'm okay. We got empanadas. No, I'm all good. You want an empanada soup? We just ate, Billy. How about a tamale? We're all good. What about one of those blowjobs? Want one of those? No. Come on. What is turtle? Check your balls for lipstick when you get home or something? Quit stalling, Billy. I'm not fucking stalling. Billy, we really want to see it. Come on. And I want you to see it, Vin. Well, I do. Uh, it's just not ready. It's, that I, it's not ready. I need a little bit more time. What are you talking about? How much more time? Three weeks a month, tops. You can't have it. Who says? I say. Who the fuck are the you? The guy with the fucking checkbook. Billy, we just flew in from Italy. You said you'd be ready. Thought I was ready, man. I thought I was, but I watched this morning, and I'm not. Right, Billy, listen. I understand you're nervous, but we've both seen first cuts. We know what we're looking at. I can't, Vin. It's just not ready. You only get one chance for a first impression. All right, look, here's the deal, Billy, okay? We see this film today or not another dollar comes into this facility. Not for cigarettes, not for coffee, not for sea bass, and not for fucking blowjobs. You understand what I'm saying? It's like he's a 
like, what is it, an auctioneer or something? He's talking real fast and being real, like, flashy, uh, hysterical. Oh, I love it. And Kevin Connelly's just like, nope, I'm done. I'm, I ate. Nope, just, let's just see the talk. Just show me the movie. Just, just show me the movie. Just not letting him have it. <laughs> and then later, when, you know, he bails on them, obviously, he's on the run. Later, when they actually do meet up with him, he just, like, is standing there. He's, like, humiliated. He's, like, no words necessary. Enjoy. I'll be out back throwing up in the alley. Like, that's that's great, man. That's a that's like a creative who cares. Someone who will like get ill over their own work. Not only that, but cutting to him doing karate by himself to like get rid of the anxiety. Like who hasn't been in that moment of just like trying to kill time and just running laps? Calisthenics. Yeah, he's doing like push ups and jumping jets. Great. So you mentioned your best burn was uh when Ari's wife uh because earlier yeah. he's just like oh the, you know the only thing more certain than me having to beg for blowjobs is that our kids getting into this school and then they had the whole conversation and she's he's like i got this handled she goes well if you don't begging won't be enough and i was just like what a good what yeah. a good hit and just a flip from like you know because you know it's Ari. he's gonna say you know sexist things but specifically to his wife which yeah but uh, but for her to flip the script on him like that, even though she was very you know shrill earlier, I thought that was just a great jab. I loved it. Definitely, she like kind of regains her uh, confidence after Ari kind of <laughs> tries to put her in his place, and she's like, "No." <laughs> oh, exactly. Not today, Mister. Yeah, and then my best burn was E going. You look a little pudgy, Ari. Did you gain weight? Like, I love that. <laughs> I'm glad we both love that, appreciated that moment because that is such a great little thing that you know wouldn't make a lot of people's top moments of an episode, but it's because it's, it's so fast, but God, it was good. Well, I mean, it's, it's because of Ari's burn to E beforehand, which is pretty good, but also very, like, in character. He's like, usually I have to look at us sweetly to see those pretty blue eyes. Then I have to look in the wee bottom corner to see the top of this little man's head. Like, I feel like E is, like, immune to short jokes at this point, and they just, like, throw it to him, like, every other episode they're making fun of his height, so... I don't know, man. Like it was, it was just a great, great. Like take your punch and then uh, deliver a, a counter. Not only that, but Ari's had such a huge wind up, and E just cut through to you're looking fat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so every week when we have a uh, a category where we talk about the music in this week's episode, the music for the last couple episodes has not been good. I think this episode has one of the best soundtracks of early entourage what do you think about some of the songs or anyone any of them jump out at you honestly i none of the songs really jumped out to me like okay. the, the end credit song like it was it was good to have in the background but i wasn't dying to just like shazam whatever it was so uh for me for me the soundtrack didn't jump out this episode fair enough we can disagree cordially on the entourage podcast fair enough for those for those listening most of you guys know we have a uh, spotify playlist of all of our favorite songs the link to listen to that is in the show notes of today's episode couple songs when ari and his wife are standing outside like outside the range rover and he's like this is man's work i have to apply a little bit of pressure the song feels good by northern lead starts playing it's a hip-hop song it's really good and i especially liked it because it's over Ari like trying to slap his wife's ass which <laughs> this is a bit of an overshare but like, I'm a married man and like you're always trying to sneak in those little like moments of like you kind of sexually harass each other at all times it makes it kind of fun in a way like you know it's my wife I, I, I'm not uh, no 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 I'm, I'm married too I completely I completely know what you're talking about just yeah. little, like we're getting away with something <laughs> moments yeah even though you're not because it's your wife and like that, so something about that so I liked that um, during the party scene when drama, we mentioned earlier, when drama's going around yelling at everybody to, you know, stay out of the Sub-Zero, uh, a song Ice Cream by Wale is playing. I'm a huge Wale fan. Wale's music was huge in the early 2000s, and, uh, I had a lot of his albums, so that, that stuck out at me. And then, uh, the outro music, Lady Don't Techno by Latrix, uh, just, uh, this song was on a lot of early playlists of mine because of this episode, and, uh, if you guys haven't heard any of them, go back and listen to them. They're in that Spotify playlist. Can't play them on the episode, obviously. Because <laughs> I'll get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> we like to do like a celebrity cameo. And there are two celebrities in this episode. One playing himself and one playing a character. So who of these two celebrity cameos, in your opinion, was the better and who was the worse? Okay, I gotta go with Anthony Michael Hall pissing off the balcony mm -hmm. as, as my favorite. I, He's awesome, <laughs> just, just because just because it's such like a great finish to the whole the whole thing with drama. 
Hey, Lloyd, nice sweater, baby. What's up, John? How are you, pal? Good, man. How do you hold it? <laughs> Hysterical. Anthony Michael Hall has done a really good job of, like, reinventing himself as an actor he obviously was he obviously starred in several teen oriented films of the 80s a lot of john hughes movies national lampoon's vacation 16 candles breakfast club and weird science but he kind of like got out of that deep persona and he was in the saturday night live cast in the 80s and then he's since like still worked he was in the film johnny b good edward scissorhands six degrees of separation Still working to this day. I I, I kind of like to see a, a child actor do that. That's uh, really commendable, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's going to be in the the new Halloween movie, I think. Actually, that's awesome. So I I love those movies, and I love that they're they're using other like eighties. You know, I know Halloween is probably was seventies, but I like that they're using like eighties stars to bring them back in these in these new ones. Definitely, one hundred percent. And now let's talk about Dan Castanaletta. He plays Andrew Preston, the school superintendent. Maybe don't worry. I will save the day as usual. Excuse me, sir. Cell phones are not permitted on school grounds. Let me call you back. Andrew Preston. Ari Gold. Just the man I was looking for. Sorry about the phone. Business call. It is a Wednesday after all. Well, what can I do for you, Mr. Gold? Well, Dan Castaneda is not only one of the most successful voice actors of all time, but he's a Chicago guy, and that's why I like him. Oh no, I love him. Second City and everything and he was he's Homer. He uh he was the genie when Robin Williams wasn't doing it. That's right. Like that's he's, right. He's iconic. I just you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like a role that you have to bring in Dan to play. You know? Exactly. This is a role that Dan like almost like asked for in a way. Like, hey, I'm trying to play like more like serious, you know, I, I just want to flex my acting chops a little bit. Like I I, I Doubt he auditioned for this. Uh, there's no way a guy who's made 30 years of <laughs> The Simpsons oh. is like going out and doing an audition for Entourage. I wonder if it's like uh, someone did a favor for him or he was a fan of the show. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. Dan Castanaletta, Grandpa Simpson, Homer Simpson, Barney Dumble, Krusty the Clown, Sideshow Mel, Groundskeeper Willie, Mayor Quimby. He was raised in River Forest in Oak Park. He attended Oak Park River Forest High School. And started attending Northern Illinois University, the Husties, in the fall of 1975. Very cool. I love seeing a Chicago guy out there in Hollywood. Absolutely killing it. But yeah, not maybe not one of the better like celebrity role cameos in uh, in the whole of Entourage. Oh yeah, definitely better things to use him for than just the guy who kind of just lays out, no one likes you, Ari. Uh, yeah, which like you kind of saw it coming in a weird way, right? Like oh, definitely. Yeah. From 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 the first meeting with with the uh, with the teacher, you kind of knew exactly what the problem was. Yeah, this is kind of my favorite part of every episode of Oh Yeah Oh Yeah. We talked about just like the outdatedness of the episode, and then maybe how it would be different if it aired today. What what do you think, Wens? Will, will anything jump out of you as being particularly outdated? There were a lot of things that Turtle said that were outdated. Oh oh, one thousand percent. I mean, for one, telling Lloyd, you know, not to do any public displays of affection. That was yeah, a well, big yeah. one, uh, for sure. But also Turtle saying that he met a girl off MySpace. Oh yeah, and he's that he's texting on his sidekick. <laughs> like he's like, was... I gotta check the Evite list. <laughs> what yeah, the Evite list? Uh, that and. Uh, also, Ari bragging about getting Lindsay Lohan yep. into this guy's child's school. Yeah, like, I think I think now you'd get in huge trouble if you did that. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think she'd bring some cocaine or something. <laughs> I'm the guy that got Lindsay Lohan to scream "Mean Girls" at the school when you begged. I'm the guy that got a little bow wow at your daughter's bat mitzvah. Ari, I'm the guy that knows you got a little skank you keep on the Wilshire corridor. Stays here. What are you not telling me? Name drops from decades ago that uh, really don't stand up. Yeah, at this point, like, you know, how you would think how impressive is Ari if he dropped these names to you right now. Yeah, exactly. You're like, cool, man, you're kind of lame, actually. Like, hey, we managed to get Lindsay Lohan. Oh, cool, you found $30? <laughs> you raised those funds? Yeah, if you're lucky, I can get Blue Man Group to perform at this party. <laughs> hey, look, I've seen Blue Man Group. Those guys are actually very impressive. It's quite the performance. Oh, it's, a, it's an experience, really. Yeah. What a... What would be different about this episode if it aired in 2020? Well, just the MySpace line made me just go, man, what would this show look like in the age of like Tinder? 
Yeah. Like that would be for one, all of Turtle's profile pictures would just be him and Vince. Just every single one of them. Just just a hanger on. All of heck, every character except for E who wouldn't be on the apps. <laughs> e might be. He's taking a break from Sloan this episode, apparently, but I could yeah, but I could see E just being a guy like, oh, why can't you just meet meet someone in real life kind of guy? Sure. That's true. I could see that too. In reality, the show would just be these guys flying in stanky Instagram girls from all over the world. Oh, 1,000. The majority of this show would just be them all sitting around at Vince's place just swiping. Yep. (laughs) And these guys would all have, like, Turtle would have a million followers because of his association with Vince. Oh, he'd be an Instagram guy. He'd be constantly live streaming everything that they did together. And he would have his own, like... He'd be like doing, uh, you know, workout, you know, Instagram yep. ads and stuff. Supplements. Even though he looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like one of those like Kardashian hangerons, like one of those people who just like gets in their orbit and becomes mega famous because they've hung out with them a few times. Yes, one thousand. Per- that would definitely be Turtle. And I wanted. Now I want to see that show. <laughs> uh, I so do I, man. Like there are a lot of versions of Entourage now that would make for really compelling television, in my opinion. I completely agree with that. The other thing that would just be different is there's just this, and this is what really bothered me about this season in general, is that nobody will give Vince a job because they're like waiting to see what happens with Medellin. And it's like, what are you talking about? He's a movie star. There are movies that need to be made. Movie studios have money. Why? Like that wouldn't happen ever. I don't even think in 20, 2007, that was a thing. No. Oh, no. He, the guy was Aquaman. I mean, yeah. he got replaced for the sequel, but he was still Aquaman. Like, he would yes. at least have Tobey Maguire's, you know, career trajectory. Yeah. Tobey Maguire got, you know, almost replaced off of Spider-Man, but he still did, like, the great Gatsby and, like, all these great character pieces after that. Like, he's not suddenly completely irrelevant, which... I always find it funny when they're like Vinny Chase. He's <laughs> he's a he's at rock bottom right now. What are you talking about? He's been in like all these huge movies. He's been in all these huge movies. I mean, he got all this awards claim, and you're just telling me that this one like one bad movie does not tank anyone's career. But also, it's I think it's different now because like we don't really even have movie stars at this point. You Truly. know, like there's probably The Rock and Tom Cruise can sell a movie just on their name. Yep. But like at this point, you're just looking for people that were that put in good work, and he's proven to put in good work. Like that's yeah. a major plot point in the in the first two seasons. Or first he was three. in the highest grossing movie of all time. That should you know relay to studios that the guy can make money off his likeness. It's like it's insane. That's always that's always kind of bothered me about the like whole Vinny Chase arc. Right now, no one is going to offer you something you want or give you the kind of money that we want. You can understand that, right? Actually, I can't. The word on the street since day one of production on Medellin has not been good. DPs and actors fire, production delays, unstable director. No one wants to put Vince's face on a poster with the possibility of a looming disaster hanging out there. It's the Geely effect. Wow. Okay, so what do we need, Ari? We need for Medellin to be goody. Now, now I will, I will, uh, I will go against myself in in one aspect though, because it is a James Cameron movie, is Aquaman, and another James Cameron movie. When was the last time you saw Sam Worthington in anything yeah, after true. a few bombs? So maybe, maybe there is a maybe there is a, a point to it because no one's really clamoring for Sam. I think he did this, and then after the bomb of like the Clash of the Titans movies, yep. I think. I think he's going he's gonna to be back in the new Avatars, though, so hopefully there's a, a rebound there, because I like him. Imagine being him and just being on ice for 10 fucking years waiting for the next movie to come out. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure he's done different things, but man, those Avatar movies, I, 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 I'll, I'll probably see the first one, but there's like five of those things I know. coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, James Cameron is an interesting dude. We've talked about him a lot on this podcast. Back in- oh, you got to. <laughs> I have kind of a question. This doesn't really fall into any categories, but you know, you you clearly you're an Entourage fan. You you know, you've seen the whole show multiple times. Why, why every time there's like a party for Vince, whether it's a release party, a birthday party, or a welcome home party in this week's example, he's always just standing off somewhere and he's talking with E and Ari. 
I, I, I never understand it. There are a hundred people in Drama's apartment all there for Vince, and E's just and Vince and E are just standing there talking about the movie. Like in real life, he'd be fucking swarmed by people. Like I want to see Vince have bodyguards around him or something. I just I never can understand it, and it's always so funny to me. Okay, I thought you were gonna go the the route of why isn't Vince in the middle of that party? And I was just thinking, if that's me, I'm definitely a wallflower with the two people I'm actually friends with. Yeah. While someone, while someone like Turtle is out there, like the parties always feel more like for drama and Turtle yeah. than they ever actually do for Vince, you know? It's a fair point. I just, it's always like, maybe it's just like the blocking and the framing of the thing. Like, like they could just be having this conversation out at a bar right now instead of like in the middle of this party that's supposed to, like, he's had a birthday party where he's walked in and then he's just standing there talking with Ari the whole time. And it just, I don't know. It always just strikes me as being funny. Also, I gotta keep this fresh every week, Wensler. Like, <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. But in real life, he would not be able to get out of there without people handing him scripts, without people just like trying to get a good word in, but selfies, all that. Oh, for sure. But like, as as a character, uh, as a character, I appreciate that he's like in the corner with the people he's actually friends with. Yeah, because so I'm, do sure I. If you're, I'm sure if you're a certain level of famous, you know, James Cameron, Aquaman, starring famous. Uh, the parties are definitely more for your for your buddies than they are for you. Because <laughs> then all Vince has to do is like point at a girl, and she'll be back at his place like that night at like, three in the morning without no questions asked. You know, so like he doesn't need to like work the room in any way, shape, or form. Oh no, no, he's he's put in he's put in his time, and now he's the movie star that can just kind of call his shots. I mean, I think uh, later on this season he actually gets out of Turtle's car and just hops in a girl. <laughs> yep. <laughs> driving down pch yeah it's just i've only ever been in traffic on pch i've never been in a strange woman's car but um teach their own Vinny. exactly <laughs> let's talk about faces in the crowd and then the sits man award so faces in the crowd every week i try to just like you know call out someone in the background who maybe has like a bigger career than you might think do you have anyone for this or did you want me to just go with mine yeah just go with yours because i could not i i watched this episode three times and i didn't spot anybody Okay, so Preston's executive assistant, the blonde who initially meets with Ari and Mrs. Gold. So. 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 This is awkward. What's awkward? We uh, we don't even know why we're here. <laughs> but we are concerned. Mm-hmm. We're very concerned. I mean, we know Jonah just had his evaluation, but we thought it was a formality. <laughs> I mean, he's a legacy, and, well, his sister Sarah has been a model student mm-hmm. here for almost eight years. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't a sibling guaranteed admission? We can never make any guarantees. Uh, that's that's not what you said when I was writing all those donation checks. So, was <laughs> there a problem with Jonah's evaluation? Well, he did hit a kid with a ruler. Yes, he told he us He told that. us all, the kid was trying to steal his Power Ranger. He told us all about it. And I teach my son never to let people just take things from him. It's my Israeli blood, <laughs> okay? I mean, you can't tell us that he might not be able to go to school here because of that. I'm not telling you that, Mrs. Gold. This is just a courtesy. She's an actress named Stacy Travis. She has almost a hundred credits to her name when she's been in some classic, classic film and TV. She was in Earth Girls Are Easy. She was in Traffic. And her TV credits include ER, Desperate Housewives, and Seinfeld, where she played Holly, Elaine's cousin who loved eating meat. Do you remember this episode at all? I do remember that episode, and the fact that it's the same woman is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I know. She's like, made, she invites Jerry over and serves him mutton, and he's like spitting the mutton into his uh, napkins and hiding them in his jacket, and then the dogs chase the dogs chase Elaine who smell the mutton. It's hilarious. It's a, it's an iconic moment now in uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, I just pulled her up now, and now I'm seeing that she's in so many things that I've seen her in, and wow, I did. Bravo! I would not yeah. have. Uh, I would not have known. It's my job, man, and I mean, good for Stacy Travis, like working actress in Hollywood with a great resume. Oh yeah, no, like the more you scroll, the more just impressed you are. It's just the longevity, and just she's not hard up for work. She is working, and that's hell yeah, that's awesome. Who are you giving the Sixth Man Award to this week? Ah. Uh, I, I think I will. I know he only had like two lines in the whole thing, but I'm going to give it to Lloyd just because <laughs> just for when he comes up to drama and yep. just has the has the someone did something horrible in the bathroom. <laughs> for some reason that I know part of it is just like with the whole build up before with that line. I, I really I thought it was great. 
Yeah, it pays off the whole like padlocking the bathroom thing in his apartment, and it's perfect. He's got the you know he's got the plaid sweater on. Anthony Michael Hall compliments him. He's holding the martini. It just it's the perfect Lloyd little bit of humor. Johnny Drama, Johnny Drama. Someone did something really horrible in the bathroom. Yeah, what do you want me to do about it, bro? My sixth man is going to go to a woman, and it is Billy's girlfriend, Cat. Ah, yes. <laughs> There's just, dude, I mean, first off, like, this is the first time we meet the character. She's only around for two episodes. The actress is named Michelle Lombardo. She hasn't really done much else besides little roles like this, but something about Kat. Hello, Kat. Hey, Vince. E. How are you? Oh, Billy's Ma sing with us, so as good as I can be. Close the door, there's a chill coming through. It's 80 degrees out. She's always complaining. Hey, this is my house! Don't fucking talk to me that way, bitch! Fuck you! Fuck you! Oh my god. Man, I'm sorry. Woman is crazy, you know? So, uh, what's going on with you guys? Everything okay? Yeah, we're looking for Billy. Wasn't he gonna meet you guys for the screening? Well, yeah, yeah, he was, but he left and he took the movie with him. Oh. Yeah, well, I don't know where he is. Well, he was a little down when he left here this morning. He was? We spoke to him last night. He sounded great. Yeah. He screened the movie last night for me and his mother, and I think it soured him. You saw the movie? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. Was it good? Oh, I can't say. You can't say if it was good? E, I can't say anything. Billy would kill me if I said anything, and, you know, I'd never betray Billy that way. I don't know how else to say this, but Kat's the kind of girl that you get mixed up with for a year <laughs> of your young life. <laughs> that is that is a, a definitely a good way to put that. My, my shock was I... I went back and actually tried to figure out if she was in earlier episodes because when she popped up, she just felt like she was part of the world just yeah, like that. I, I was just trying to figure out, you know, Billy's girlfriend was in other episodes. And no, she is just, she makes an impression. You're right. She definitely leaves an impression. Her voice is like a sex phone operator's voice and she's just like, well, I mean, she's very clearly like a, you know, a male written character, but... Oh, very much. She just sounds very strung out and yeah. just like very, but like she, like like I said, you, you see her and like, you think she's been in the show before just because she just comes in just boom. <laughs> so she's been referenced before a lot by Billy. He said there like, oh, this yeah. is my my folk, my my girl's folks house they made a w killing off of kombucha i think he said that in uh season two or three i'm not sure so like he references her a lot like i don't tell my girl i lost the rent money like but when you meet her you're just like yep that's billy's girl and she's <laughs> like motherfucking his mom and i love it dude she's she's great and she really like she lights up the screen without lighting up she'd like you know oh yeah she's very on a goal you know simmer yep what was your, uh, moving on from, you know, this, this sexy actress, let's move on to a sexy <laughs> actor, Johnny Drama. What was your, oh. what was your favorite drama moment from this episode? There were so many, dude. God, this was such a great drama episode. Yep. It's gotta be right when, uh, when Vince and E say that they're going to go watch the cut of the movie and he's oh, just yep. like, he's just like, oh, are you, are you sure you want to, are you sure you want to do that? You know, you can stay. And then the second they walk out, he's just like. Hey everybody! I got an announcement. Get the fuck out! Just... <laughs> What's the problem, Johnny? Oh, no problem, bro. Having it down on my life. You having a good time? Great time. Great time. Listen, we're gonna take off, right? You leave it? Yeah. Walsh promised to show us the movie right now. I don't want him to change his mind. You understand, right? Yeah, I understand, bro. Have a good time. Good luck. Good luck. We'll see you guys later. All righty. I'll see you later, buddy. Bye bye now. I'll see you guys. Bye, you guys. Bye bye. Everyone, I have an announcement to make. Get the fuck out. No, I'm serious. The party's over. Get the fuck out. And head over to the house. Half the party, Vinny Chase's hotel room. What a like, just awesome payoff. And then him later when he's on the balcony and just laughing his ass off at everything else going around him because he has no just. Man, how good was he in this episode? Yeah, we talked about him all the time on the show, but Kevin Dillon is an incredible actor. Comedic, dramatic, he can do the whole range. He's like, 
so fate sincere when Vincent E are leaving. He's like, oh yeah, no, I understand. Good luck, good luck, guys. See you later, E. See you later, guys. He's literally waving. And he's going, bye, bye. <laughs> as soon as they shut the door. Oh, man, and how, how great is it earlier when they uh, when they invite Ari? He's like, oh, I completely understand if you can't make it. <laughs> like, just trying to get the guest list down. This whole this whole episode here is great, but I'm definitely going to go with him telling everyone to get the fuck out. Yeah. He's like losing his mind on Turtle when he finds out there's someone in the bathroom. He's like, that is a nickel-plated master lot with hardened steel <laughs> shackles. It's impossible to get into without the trouble. <laughs> calm down. Don't tell me to calm down. Someone's in my bathroom and I want to know how they got in there. Don't look at me. Don't look at you. That's a nickel-plated master lock with hardened steel shackles. It's impossible to get in there without a combo. Maybe David Copperfield's in there. Oh, it's funny. You promise to show me your tits. Fucking sellouts. I love how he is, how he fakes knowledge about everything. He clearly asked the hardware store guy about that lock. He did not have lock knowledge <laughs> before he brought that. We talked, we say it a couple times, but like Johnny Drama is the master of none. He like knows everything about nothing. It's, it's insanely funny. It's a great character trait that isn't talked about enough. How he always has an answer, even if it's complete bullshit. It's, it's a great character trait, and I know those people in real life, which is what makes it so funny when you see it on screen, and someone plays it as well as Kel- Kevin Dillon does. Definitely. Man, we, we kind of plowed through all these categories, just a few left. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> we really uh, were killing it. That's fun, though. I, I, this is the best part, man, is just, just chopping it up with funny people with Entourage is the whole reason this thing exists. Uh so who would you say who would you say won this week's episode? If Vince can't win because obviously he's the A-list movie star, who besides Vince won this week? Okay, so uh, so Vince can't win just because it's the category. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because it's the category that I yeah, made up. It's, yes. Yeah, because it's the category. He, he can't win because he hates the movie. Uh, I'm gonna and uh, we've talked about drama enough, so I'm gonna go with Turtle. Okay. Because there is nothing more relatable slash pathetic than that trying to talk a girl into like when he tried to talk that girl into flashing him yep after he let her into the bathroom i mean the person's only as good as their work i mean w- without that we'd just be animals fine you happy sadly i'm, I'm very happy drama. he comes off so pathetic and the girl plays it as in you are very pathetic to me and he's fine with it. Like, he is completely okay with how he's coming across because he gets to see her boobs. He's, he owns it so hard. He's like, she's like, happy? He's like, sadly, I'm very happy. <laughs> he, he is completely aware of who he is in that moment. Yeah. And it, it could come off as a really, like, gross, you know, sleazy uh, bro kind of moment. But just because both characters play it off, like, He's playing it off just like kind of like begging it on. Oh, we're only as good as our word in this. What separates us from the animals is that we keep promises. <laughs> and, and she's just like, if I do this, will you shut the fuck up? Yeah. Like she doesn't, she doesn't play it like she's uncomfortable. Just purely like, you know, you're coming off very pathetic right now. And he's fine with it. I think I got to give it to Turtle that it's a win for him. And it's such a small win, but he uh, he's on cloud nine with it. So I, I got to go with that. Plus, he throws a great party. He gets some good-looking people there. Like, I think we got to give him a little bit more credit. He rarely wins episodes early on in this uh, the show's run. But, uh, yeah, let's give it to Turtle. I was going to make an argument for E, only because he does, like, finally lock Billy down. He leaves that voicemail, kind of that heartfelt plea to Billy to like do this for Vince you know he's kind of put his whole career on the line for you and uh, so they accomplish what they're trying to accomplish in this episode which is to see that first cut but you're right he doesn't like the cut there's some disagreement there and uh, really let's give it to Turtle he hasn't won one in a while <laughs> I mean that's his character he's not supposed to win one and yeah. like even even it even though it is a victory where we're just like it's kind of pathetic but that's all he wanted it to be yep exactly 
<laughs> I'm glad you called that out. I forgot about that moment. It's such a little moment, but it, it speaks volumes about the character. Yeah, exactly. It's, it says a lot about Turtle, and it also does that uh, that rare threading the needle where like you don't you don't feel gross about it, and you yep. don't feel yeah. It just it plays it perfectly, which I really appreciate. It's hundred percent. Was this an A list episode, a B list episode, or a D list episode? When I'm going to go with. B-list, uh, I didn't love the Ari subplot, but everything else around it, I definitely loved. I'm going to go B-minus. I, I think I think I agree with you. You know, Ari subplot, little weak, but a lot happened. A lot of, lot of good faces in this. You got Marvin, you got Tat. I just, I, I, a lot of action in this episode, which you appreciate these episodes, especially when you watch those episodes where the boys don't really do anything. They're just like bopping around LA and like hopping into cars and moving from meeting to meeting. And uh, so I, I liked how plot heavy this was. And you start to see the cracks. You're like, oh shit, Medellin isn't very good. Like, what are they going to do? I, I got to say, just, I know this was last episode, but uh, I knew that movie wasn't going to be good <laughs> when I saw the clip of it. The movie is only shot in sweeping pan shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that, like that clip of just of Medellin when it's just like, the camera never stands still. It's constantly just like swooping back and forth and doesn't stay in one spot like it's supposed to be dramatic. Sure. I was just like, that, that was when I was just like, man, this is going to be a this is going to be a mess. I really hope that I remember when I first watched it. I was like, I really hope they're not going to tell me that this is a good movie. <laughs> Vince looks terrible in that makeup. Like the accent is bad that he's doing. Like Billy, Billy Walsh, and like none of the like him and Vince don't really seem like they speak yeah. Spanish, yep. and yet he thinks that it's authentic because he's has people who speak Spanish editing the film. Yep. <laughs> They're both totally legal. We're good. <laughs> yeah. If you're eating empanadas and sleeping with a Colombian prostitute, then somehow that's going to get you really seeped in the culture. I I thought that that was a great like white guy pretentious kind of thing to add to Billy. That was a very like hipster version of like, oh, I'm going to ingratiate myself in the culture. Thus, I will create a more authentic South American film. <laughs> While still being Billy Walsh and living with all the luxuries of being Billy Walsh. And you're Harley. <laughs> Wensler, last question I asked this of all my first-time guests. So who are you in your own real-life entourage? What character from the show? Uh, I, I, uh, I got to go with E because, uh, for one, I, I'm not like the, the – I don't try to be the biggest personality. I, I'm a writer. I do stand-up and everything, but, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not constantly just the – out in front one mm -hmm. uh also i i married my high school sweetheart i feel oh. like that's a very e thing to do 100 <laughs> percent, it is i agree with you yes yeah, so i'm gonna go with e on that with a, a little bit of the vince just because it is you know i am pursuing a, a career in comedy and you know you gotta kind of have to the e vince combo it's a very popular one but it makes a lot of sense for a man in your position and uh pursuing what you're what you're pursuing yeah for sure when this has been a lot of fun man Oh man, I really appreciate you having me. I'm glad that I've uh, I've started my rewatch now. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's definitely plan the next time I'm in Chicago to maybe sit down and do another one in person. It'd be a lot more fun. And uh... oh yeah, definitely. You know, have a few beers, have a have some entourage bro moments, and record a podcast. That's what that's what it's all about, man. Where can the listeners follow you, find you, or come see your comedy? Yeah, so uh, you can follow me at at Winsler Powers. That's W-E-N-Z-L-E-R. Uh, weird name, I know. And uh, I'm the host of a show called Spitfire Comedy at the IO Theater in Chicago. Uh, we have comics go up there, do six minutes, and then to buy themselves more time, they could do increasingly hotter shots of hot sauce. Oh, my so God. That's incredible. Uh, it's great. We have one-minute sauce up to a four-minute sauce. The one-minute sauce is basically salsa. The four-minute sauce will ruin your night. It's I gotta get I gotta get Fuego Box to sponsor this episode in some way. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, we have a few sponsors: uh, Big Fat Hot Sauce and uh, Lucky Dog Hot Sauce, and cool. they've they've been fantastic, sending us increasing. One time they uh they sent us a hot sauce that just said. This is just irresponsibly hot. <laughs> I love that. Have you yeah. heard of the Dateway Show out here on the West Coast? No, I haven't. The Dateway Show is a similar format where you uh, you you go up, you do a set, 
you did off stage, and then you do any drug that you want. <laughs> oh, Jesus and then you go Christ. back on stage and have to do the same set. Yeah, no, I, uh, that's an intent. And I like how it's just for you afterwards and not for the audience to enjoy. <laughs> really, really a challenge for the people up there on Mushrooms. <laughs> Well, sorry about all the audio issues, Wensler, but uh, hey, no worries, this has man. been a lot of fun, and uh, let's definitely do this again sometime. Ah, oh, man, thanks for having me, and yeah, let's do it again. When you're in Chicago, let's sit down. 100%. Thanks, man. All right, you have a good night. Bye.